Blog Talk Radio. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The Bible tells us to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures unto all generations. I want to say greetings to all of you who have joined us this morning here in the sanctuary, and for those who have joined us on Blog Talk. We are here for a prayer clinic. Amen. We are here for a prayer clinic, and we know that if we've ever needed to learn how to pray, it is now. This is the season that we need to be praying uh, 24-7. I was just telling Pastor Long that this is the season that we need to let prayer be our second language. Everybody wants to learn Spanish, and they want to learn um, Hmong, what is it? Hmong, and they want to learn all this other stuff. Mandarin, that's it. We need to learn how to pray. That needs to be our second language. Amen. And so we're so honored today to be here in this place. We want to honor and recognize our um, facilitators for this clinic on this morning, Pastor Mark Jackson from the Oasis of Praise, uh, an international, amen, apostle of the promises, his pastor, then Pastor Pamela Long all the way from Mapleton, Georgia, amen, Bishop Chiron Washington is her pastor. So we're just grateful to God to be here. If you are making your way here, please drive safely. We just got word that one of our members that was on their way was in a car accident, amen? And then we had another family that was planning to be here, had a visit the family this morning. And so we just want to continue to lift up uh, the Great Stevens Church family as we go before the Lord. I'm going to ask that you would stand to your feet and join me with this word, just to welcome the Spirit of the Lord in this place. Uh, we're going to have prayer. I'm going to lead us in prayer, following the prayer, and we will do another song. And then you will hear uh, the voice of our speaker, um, Pastor Mark Jackson. His workshop, workshop is a season of watching and waiting. A season of watching and waiting. And after Pastor Jackson has had uh, his full time to share the word of God with us so that we can get in tune and hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us, we will have opportunity to ask him questions, amen, because we want to leave here empowered and equipped, ready to move forward in our prayer life. And then we'll have a lunch time, and then we'll have our second workshop coming from Pastor Pamela Love, and her workshop is the season of the informative word of God, amen. Pastor Love will teach and preach. And then we will also have opportunity to ask her questions so that we can sharpen our tools and we may grow and be effective in our warfare. Amen. 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 I don't I don't know a soldier that's just been booted up and just sit outside. Amen. Here's here's the gun, here's the here's the, the, the what the, the grenade, just go. I ain't never my mother and he said they didn't do that. They have, they had some training to do, amen. And so that's what we want to do today is to do some proper training. Amen. And then we'll have time for application. This song says, welcome into this place. Welcome into the broken vessel you desire. 
to abide in the presence of your people. Welcome, welcome into this place. You are a righteous God. You are a faithful God. You are a loving God. 
God. You are an awesome God. You are an amazing God. And we love you today, Jesus. We love you with all of our heart, our soul, and our mind. God, we thank you for this day. A day we have never seen before and a day we will never see again. We thank you for this very hour, Father, that you have pressed upon the hearts and the minds of the people to learn more about prayer, to learn more about how to get closer to you, Father God. And we thank you, Father, for this privilege and the opportunity to pray, Father. God, as we come, we ask that you would bless all of those that are gathered together today. May our ears be open, our eyes be open, and our hearts be open, and our minds be ready to receive what the Lord has to say about this season, about this hour, and about the appointed word of God, that we may learn how to wait patiently and watch fervently, Lord God. So help us, Father, to be watchmen on the wall. Help us, God, to gird up our loins, Lord God. As we come together, Father, to sharpen iron, sharpen iron, God, help us to receive today what it is you would have for us to know about prayer and this season. Thank you for the man and woman of God who have traveled to bring forth the word to your people. Anoint them afresh, oh God. God, thank you for the word that you placed in their bellies. Now, God, I pray that you release it now, God, in the name of Jesus. Let it flow from their bellies like rivers of living water. Let it, God, speak to our hearts and our minds, God. That when we leave from this place, God, our prayer life has shifted. Our love life has shifted. Our love language has shifted. Our prayer language has shifted. Oh, God, we don't want to leave here the same way we came in. Lord God, we want to leave here, God, empowered and equipped, Lord God. You said, Lord, in your word that, that they must call, those that are sick must call upon the elders. And the elders must be able to pray that prayer of faith that healing will come forth. Lord God, we are living in such perilous times. And people are living in this world hopeless, Father, wanting to die, Father. People are living in this world not understanding what's going on, Father. But, God, we are in tune because we are praying. We are reading your word. We are seeking your faith. God is not catching us off guard, Father. But we want to know how to be stronger in our faith, stronger on our knees, oh God. So bless us, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Send forth your spirit now, God, in this place. Arrest our hearts and minds that we not wander. But we will stay focused on what you have for us today. And Lord, we love you today. We appreciate you. We give you the highest praise. Come on, church. Give the Lord some praise. Come on, give him some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are welcome in this place. Lord, you are welcome in this place. Lord, you are welcome in this place. Very simple song. Let's say it together. Lord, you are welcome in this place. Lord, you are welcome in this place. Lord, you are welcome in 
our first workshop is a season of watching and waiting. And suppose I gave you an extra 15 minutes, so go for it, amen? So um, we're going to eat about 
that everything, there is a season and a time, every purpose under the heaven. So you ask me three and one, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Prayer has a purpose. Yes, it does. Prayer has a purpose. And you and I this morning have to understand the times and seasons for prayer. Okay? The times and seasons uh, for prayer. My topic is the season, not the time. All right. But the season of, of watching and waiting. Yes. The Bible says in First Chronicles, do a lot of scriptures for me. All right. I do in the Word. Not on YouTube. I do in the Word. But First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, the Bible says, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the time, mm-hmm. to know what Israel ought to do. Mm-hmm. Okay? They understood the times and had the insights, the strategy, revelation, the guidance of what God's children ought to do. You understand? Yes. Time, in this context, represents a singular event. Okay? It serves, that is, the event, it serves as a prophetic trigger or indicator. There, there's times when we find ourselves in, and of course the clarity call for prayer has been sounded in response to a singular event. And that singular event, amen, in prophetic context, serves as an indicator or a trigger. Mm-hmm. Let me explain. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 24, David is in prayer. He's inquiring of God concerning the Philistines and what should be his next move. Right. Bible says, and let it be, this is God talking to David, and let it be when thou hearest the sound of the going in the top of the mulberry tree, that then thou shalt disturb thy. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. Amen? Amen. In this particular context, God instructs David in prayer, you have to listen for something. All right, all right, all right. That, that's the singular event. The time of the rushing or the moving of the mulberry tree is your trigger point. All right. It's your indicator the time to advance. This right. was occurred in prayer. You understand? In the cocoon of prayer, David gets instructions on what he ought to do. All right. Amen? Luke chapter 19, verse 44, the Bible says, the Bible says, be Christ, and shall they be, and shall they lay thee, even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Here again is discerning the time. 
You understand? And one thing about an intercessor who is faithful to the watch is that they are sensitive to the times. Right, right, right. And, and they won't miss the hour or the time of visitation. No one can appreciate not being home, amen, when someone has come to visit. They want to visit. Amen. You want to be in a position to receive the visit. That's right. You want to be in a position to receive the presence of God. And what prayer does, it sensitizes us to the moment. Right. Some folks are just too cold and too disconnected. They've lost a lot by the prayer. But prayer keeps you in touch. Can you feel me? We all say, can, can you feel me? Prayer gives us fear. Come on, somebody. Prayer, prayer keeps our nervous system healthy. So when we don't allow the rotten to say, right. where our nerve endings have become a man seared and burned, and we have no feeling, but we have activity. Yeah, my God. Prayer gives us fear in the midst of church activity. That's the purpose in the context of time. But, 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 but the distinction is not so much on the time because my assignment talks about the seed. All right. Come on here. Now, seed is defined as the appointed time. The, the appointed time, such as when we enter into the month of September. We all have understanding we have now entered to autumn for the fall season. All right. You understand? And there's, there's so much indication around us that we have shifted from summer to fall. All right, yeah. No one say that. Because now all the color on the trees begin to look. All. Yeah. And the colors change. The climate changes. Yeah. Matter of fact, our garments change. That's right. Because we may still have blue skies but blue chips. Because the seasons mother have changed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a different type of time in terms of understanding season. So in, in the context of this morning, the idea is, is that understanding or knowing or in the context of the season of watching and waiting. I'm going to quote uh, my leader, Apostle Thomas. He says, the times and seasons portals of entry and exit, and you need to possess these gates which hell has a hold of. So that the church and the kingdom of God may prevail. Gates must be possessed first before the kingdom of God can prevail against the kingdom of darkness. Amen. The season represents a portal. Those in charge of the gates or the portals are able to change environments. All right. And I teach you this morning. Come on. Amen. God, God needs intercessors who understand. Uh, how to assume the post and to keep the gate. Okay. All right. 
because the season, amen, also he can have entry and he has exit. If you and I are able to possess the gates of our place, we should be able to change the environment and spiritual equation over the place. If you are able to possess gates, you are able to dictate, listen, what happens in the place. In ministry, in family, in community, and you're able to monitor what goes in and what comes out the gate. All right, you understand? So the recognized intercessors are gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say again, intercessors are 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 gatekeepers. All right, all right, glory to God. And they 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 just out with a call. Call began to be sorrowful 
and very heavy. Mm -hmm. Sorrowful and very tender. Then said he, okay, then said he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrow, even unto death. His instruction was, Carry ye here, or wait ye here, and watch with me. That, that was the assignment because Jesus was in transition. He understood he was about to fulfill why he came. Yes. To be a sacrifice for our sheep. To be the Passover lamb. So he knew that death, amen, was imminent. For in John chapter 12, he said, except a corner we fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. So one say that. So, so, so the weight of the penalty of sin is upon us. The weight of, of, of infirmities and sickness and disease and mental trauma was upon him. And we read in Isaiah that he was wounded by the transgression. Bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our people upon his hand with his strength. He's a pet. Yes. Because he now had to taste the penalty of sin, which is death. Mm. And he said, Father, you know, let this cup pass for me. But he invites his disciples to watch and to wait with him. The Bible says in verse 40 of the same chapter, and he cometh unto the disciples, and he finds them asleep. They did not at all. And he says to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me for one hour? Now we can go the phone call for one hour. And hour, hour, hour. Come on now. We can we can we can have ear hustle for a whole hour. But for some reason the hour of prayer presents a problem. Yeah. Someone say amen. Amen. He said in verse 21, watching that ye enter not into temptation. For the spirit is willing, yeah. but the flesh is weak. My God. And we understand the scripture when the army came to Judas, what did Peter do? He got the sword. Yeah. He started cutting off foot or cut, cutting off ears. See, but we're not in a place of watchfulness unto prayer. We're in our flesh. And we are reactionary. Yeah. And not being prophetically informed. My God. Because now we're responding on the flesh, not by the spirit. All right. So now I'm cutting for that. Okay. Because now my, my old nature has been up under pressure. I'm now negative. I'm releasing word curses. In the power of, of life and death is where? It's in my tongue. The tongue is a sword, y'all. But Peter started cutting on ears. And, and how many folk have we cut because we lost the prayer? We lost the position of waiting and watching before the Lord. So Jesus says you have to stay in a place of prayer because there's temptation around us and the flesh has not the endurance to resist the temptation. Ah, my God today. But what prayer does is put you and I in the realm of the spirit to have capacity of faith. So understand here about this idea of season, Jesus invites the disciples to help him to watch and pray because the hour of, of seasonal change was upon him. There was a seasonal shift 
taking place. And whenever you look at signs of, 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 of transition and seasons of change, there have to be intercessors who take over the wall. Someone say, it's just, it's just like this month, amen, uh, across the country. My Lord, in this state, this is our, our, our another election. And oftentimes, folks are more responsive to elections during the presidential election. But they have no engagement during the altar, the midterm of the altar election. Right now, in this month, we're going to be voting for, for the school board members. And we've been following the news and understanding what's being taught in our schools and what's being trying to be prohibitively talking. You ought to be informed of the things of the vote, or he should be the next school board member in your community. Because school board members oversee the superintendent, they oversee the budget and policy. So you have folks like Governor Sanchez in Florida talking about let's get rid of, of, of black history in school. That's a problem. But he was elected into office. So it's important an intercessor is going to sound the alarm. Come on, somebody. Because it's a time of transition. And it's important that intercessors. Amen. Know how to intercede and how to provoke the people. They don't go. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> they don't go. Come on, they don't go. And then we find another example in terms of the season of 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 of, 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 of watching. Daniel in chapter nine, we find that he's laboring in prayer. Why is he laboring in prayer? He's laboring in prayer for the deliverance of the nation of Israel. Because he understood, mother, that the season of bondage and captivity was close to expire. And it was now to expect a new season of deliverance and liberty. So he's laboring on the watch. So in Daniel chapter 9, verse 1 through 3, the Bible says, in the year of Darius, of the seed of Mary, which was made king over the realm of Chaldeans, in verse 2, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, the prophet, the intercessor, the watch, I, Daniel, understood, listen, understood by the books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, the prophet. And what did Jeremiah prophesy? That he would accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. Amen. And then when he turned their captivity, that's in Jeremiah 29 11. I know the thought, I think yeah. it's yeah. Thought of the feast, not of evil, but to give us an expected end. You keep reading about that chapter. He said, 70 years of captivity, I'm going to shift it for you. I'm going to bring you to deliverance. And Daniel understood. That seventy years was up. So it was time to position himself on the wall to shift the people. Yeah. My God. Jesus. Woo! My God. I to understand here. The Bible says in verse 3, and I set my face unto the Lord God. I to seek my prayer and supplication. With fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Mm -hmm. So Daniel began to humble himself 
under prayer. Jesus said some things don't come up like where it's at. So Daniel understood that to see a season shift, it takes prayer and concentration. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. 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 Because you keep reading the book of Daniel, you'll find that Daniel, amen, went before the Lord to pray and ended up extending his fast for 21 days because there was some atmospheric warfare going on. The Prince of Persia was holding up there. So Daniel labored in prayer. Hey, my God said, until the heavens opened up. And God said, man, to them there. The Bible says here in Daniel 9, verse 21, that while I was sitting in prayer, doing the prayer meeting, even the man Gabriel, the angel of God, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. Verse 22, and he informed me, say he informed me. He informed me and talked with me and said, oh Daniel, I am now come for listen, to give you skill and understanding. We can just handle the new season because we like understanding the Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what the watch does, what the season of watch does, it gives us revelation of how to navigate our next season. Uh -huh. Oh my God. Oh my God said eight is eight to eighteen years. Yeah. Eighteen years. Now we understand number eight is the number of the year. Come on, somebody. So 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 what was accomplished and experienced in these eighteen years? She's now shifting into another season. Of pastoral office. So, as intercessor of the house, what is the word of the Lord, the word of God, as she steps into the next season? Woo! We're not just on the wall just to watch to see how the witness. But watch and what do you see? This brother of mine. What is to be expected this upcoming year of pastoral ship? Daniel and Jesus, they both speak to us about understanding that the season of watch involves supplication. Uh -huh. It takes labor. Oh, yes. And it takes chaff. Wow. Yes. Chaff. Chaff. Yeah. Chaff. Okay. It takes labor. Uh-huh. And it takes chaff. Okay. You said that in my foot. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to get there. Oh. Isaiah 62. Bible says, I set watchmen upon thy wall, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night, that ye that he make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. They that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence. Isaiah 16, 16. What is a watchman? A watchman is another word for prophet. Now, I'm not saying every prayer word is a prophet. But 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 understand the watchman is a prophetic position. It's a prophetic mantle, a prophetic uh, assignment. It symbolizes the patrolling and guardianship activity of the officer in a supernatural way. I'm gonna say give the watchman 
symbolizes the controlling and guardianship activity of the officer in a supernatural realm. Duties include prayer, intercessions, petitions on behalf of the leader and the ministry. The watchman, listen, functions to help move things in the direction of God's favor. My God, my God. The watchman, he shifts or she shifts the wind. <laughs> the watchman changes the course. Uh, my God. The watchman, through the intercession, it, it shifts the contrary tempest. So we don't get off course. But the watchman is on the wall so we can be alive to the divine destination God has for us. And we know in military terms that you know we have a, a certain uh, soldiers who have to keep what? Uh-huh. The other tree. Come on, somebody. Yeah. The watchman is to control the environment. Amen. It's, it's just like we hear a part of our government is called homeland security. Watching the board. Come on, somebody. So the watchman is someone who's who's watching on a hideout. All right. See, because the watchman has to see from a distance. <laughs> see, the watchman is not there for what's up close. That's what's important. But the watchman sees from a distance. Yeah, yeah. On the tower. What's coming. Now what's already here. But the watchman sees from a distance and sounds the alarm. Let me keep going. So, 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 so there are what we call uh, in, 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 in the ministry of prayer, what we call prayer watches. And I want to just focus on two of the prayer watches. One is between midnight and 3 a.m. That's like that. I'm sleeping at that time. But not the devil. From 3 a.m., from midnight to 3 a.m., is tremendous spiritual warfare and angelic activity taking place. From midnight to 3 a.m. The angel of the Lord stands in our defense for us during the prayer watches of this time space. It is during this watch that the angel of the Lord assists in delivering for God's people. 2 Kings 19, 32 to 35. The mighty command concerning the king of Assyria is that he shall not enter the city. He shall not stand before the shield, nor even shoot an arrow into it. He shall return by the road he came, for I will defend and save the city for the sake of my own name and for the sake of my servant Jesus. Listen, that very night, the angel of the Lord killed 185,000 Assyrian troops. And yet, bodies were seen across the landscape in the morning. In the morning. Acts 12 and 5. Suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the prison cell. All right. After nudging Peter on the side to awaken him, the angel raised him up and said, Quick, uh-huh. 
get up and change yourself into rich because the Bible says that the church uh-huh. was praying about season. Yeah, yeah. Apostle Peter. Yeah. Peter was asleep. It was nighttime. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. But the saints were in intercession. Yeah. yeah. To the extent that God dispatched an angel in heaven. Uh-huh. Uh, Peter was preparing to die. Because James was just beheaded. So he said, It's my time now. And Peter perhaps even thought he was in a vision of dream, but he was said, Wake up, boy. The prayer got through. Yeah. And he led Peter out of the cell, out of the prison, out of the city. Yeah. Yeah. He said, knocked on the door. Yeah. And the was praying. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's angelic activity when the watchers begin to intercede between midnight and 3 a.m. The Bible said that at midnight they prayed and sang hymns unto God. Right. Oh, and the earthquake came. That, that's the scientific uh, uh, description. And angels showed up right. and shook the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were in a prayer watch yeah. at midnight. My God, today. There's, there's some things that I can shift in the spiritual realm when we understand prayer watches. Sometimes you get up there like I did get the last of water. No, you were quick enough to pray. All right. You're going to get that last line that you get out of the kitchen. Now, all God is trying to straighten you up to go and hit your knees and go in the prayer. Because God wants to send angels on a shine to bring the living. Yeah. 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 Woo! That's what the Bible says. We think they ain't doing for a time. Yeah, God. But joy comes in the morning because the living came in the night. My God, this watch, what we call the third watch, 3 a.m. to 2 a.m. I mean, midnight to 3 a.m., just like angels are moving about, because it is a time, listen, when riches do sacrifices. They enact not, covenants. My God, today. They're releasing incantations and chants. There's sacrifices going on. There's, there's uh, astrology readings. There's all types of curses being released over the people of God. That's why he went to bed, woke up, there was three by drive by shooting. Yeah. And what the world's going on? Because there was demonic activity going on in this third watch. Right down in your notes, Isaiah 44, verse 24 through 28. It's an example of what we can declare and, and pray in that particular time frame. But Isaiah 19, the Lord says, The burden of Egypt, behold, the Lord rise upon a swift cloud and shall come into Egypt, and the idols of Egypt shall be, shall be moved at its presence. And the heart of Egypt shall melt in the midst of it. Through this hour of prayer, ask the Lord to come swiftly in the cloud yeah. and pull down, uproot, destroy all satanic altars, raise in the heavens against your life, your family, your church ministry. This is a war, this is a watchman hour of prayer. But we're going to warfare praying. 
This ain't just the Lord just bless the faith. No, I command the enemy to lose the faith. I rebuke cancer, diabetes, and all of them. Watcher 
we are in conversation on what we saw in the watch. Right. Okay. I see what's coming. So now my conversation is not one of silence or it's meditation. No, I'm in rehearsal mode. I'm, I'm rehearsing what has been revealed. I'm rehearsing. I'm, I'm telling folks what God showed me. I'm telling folks what God promised. You understand? I shifted from watch to wait. All right. <laughs> Once it's been revealed, the only next course of action is to wait for it. And tell somebody, don't be impatient to come. <laughs> so what, what, what I'm saying is, in the context of today's teaching, it's called prophetic prayer. Prophetic prayer always has intercession overtones and vivid, strong, authoritative commands to spiritual forces others usually cannot see. They require relentless faith and are typically strategic and tactical in nature. Generally, what is unknown to the observer is that the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit is guiding your person. His power will make the words effective and impactful. Also, the prophetic prayer there is prophetic, what I call watch care. This term pertains to the missionary and and, and uh, spiritual uh, spiritual work of the prophetic by by way the officer exercises their mantle over a particular group or organization to retain. The prophet's role in this instance is to participate in prayer and intercede to remove the barriers and obstacles and confront opposing prophetic agents from the dark side. The prayer watch, the prayer waiting, is to engage in a position and activity that protects your ministry, protects your destiny, protects your leader, protects your family. You are going to be a liar. Nehemiah had to deal with Sinbad and Tobias and all those folks who were mocking the word. Releasing word curses over these evil Jews. They were going to all one day. And they were coming with all types of conspiracies. You read chapter 4 of Nehemiah. And the Bible says that Nehemiah was in, in, in spiritual confrontation consistently while trying to build the wall. And we could think that we could come in here and prep the sanctuary and turn the lights on here on and open the door and restock the restrooms and whatnot, not knowing behind all the natural manifestations and the realm of the spirit that activity on earth. Yeah. That the devil was busy to frustrate the work. That the devil was busy to oppose the heart. That the devil was busy the will of the faith. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that Nehemiah had to set a watch. <laughs> if you read the text, he set a watch of the people as a defense against the enemy. So what say, man? If you read Nehemiah and Ezra, with all the confrontation going on, there were two prophets, Haggai and Zechariah. And the Bible says that the people prospered in the work 
by the prophesying of Haggai and Zechariah. Read the story. Read the story. Because they were trying to build the wall and the foundation, but there was so much adversarial attack against the people's confidence, against their strength, against their finances. All that was going on, economic disparities and, and, and mental duress was going on, and the world came to the point where they began to speak for the changes of all the lives going out. And then the prophets started prophesying. The watchers started. And then the people got strength. Got their minds up and said, We can do that. We can do that. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's the way it is. Elijah 4 12 4 2 in our conclusion. Continue in prayer and watch in the same what they did. The season of watching is charity, but also is big gift. God, no, you don't do that. Right? Oh, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I'm going from petition to thanksgiving. Yeah. You understand? Know Who? Because, because if I don't transition to thanksgiving, where am I tonight? <laughs> at some point, I have to receive the assurance that God heard my prayer. Yeah. Yeah. What's this? Chapter 5, verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep. But let us, in the season of watching and waiting, let us watch and be so. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus. Amen. I'll take any questions you all have. I hope you got something from it's hard to not get excited to receive no prayer. So that's why I get excited to say, see. Yeah. Why are you been preaching up to me? So, well, hey. you shut it. Amen. Um, I see you back there talking. I see you pastor. I see you look. As, as a member on the intercessory team, how do I know what watcher I am? Am I in that first watch phase, mm. the second watch phase? Or am I in the fourth watch? You know what? You know what? You know what? One thing about intercessory team is that we have to be strategic as a as a group, and we can we can set watches and, and rotate. You know, since the pandemic, uh, our ministry has been praying daily, six a.m. and seven p.m. on our prayer line. Daily for years. Six a.m. Seventeen. We were coming time to church and pray. And there were times in that three-year period where we had intercessors praying at midnight. And then my man of God was traveling. We had a team that was praying at three a.m. We traveled to like access places. We had to certain time to cover our evening prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about other watches in the daytime with activity of everybody. Us, but those two I just mentioned are the most important because of special activity. But you want to kind of organize because throughout your living came from all of you got you got to your obligations. But the prayer ministry team needs to be strategic. You know, when the lunch period, maybe take 15 minutes of that time to move and, and, 
and, and pray. I see you know, you pray with what you do to But an intercessor who's in the house of God, you come always watch us. Mm. Then at the same time, you can walk through the hours. And I even believe even from this point of day, God will shift and do our prayer. He's going to shift and do our prayer. He's going to keep on thinking, wake you up, and don't think of the bathroom break. You can think of this your life. God's trying to take three from you, but he wants you to go into the watch break. I feel that. The watch will be shift. Because when the watch out of the cover, it takes strain on. Because you now open the heavens. So when you come to worship, you feel the presence. So when you first call to worship, things right there. You just step on Midnight to 3 a.m. and 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. That's the third and fourth watch. Yeah, I'll be there later. Yeah, there's 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 six days and nine. You got that one. Okay, then we have we have um twelve to three. Typically if you walk you walk through the scripture, you'll see from time and time to where so the night watch and you research it is that those particular hours you seem to wait for the take place in scripture. I can I go up and exhaust the teaching on this, but I'm going to time from That's why we chose this to be excited today. You know, so I'll stay past the material of it, all the watches. That she had to call those intercessors. She did all the watch, watches to pray about the one that she was praying for at that time. But I thought that the midnight, the three, 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 Duty. I have prayer intercession, and I just put the third one. Yeah, covering the leader of the church in prayer. Yes, on behalf of them. So these intercessors have a time to pray specifically for the ministry and for your leaders. We have an oasis that we, we believe in, in God talking to us. You know, prophetically. We have what's called prophetic chronicles. Whatever every vision, dream, or prophetic word we get is recorded. And we declare, like this morning, we came here. The ancestors left the church in the way we were declaring that God accepted the ministry. So we were in the declaration of God in him. And I left that came here. And even in that, God would give us a vision. So God is not giving a big word or a big word. And you call it by his thoughts out here. He declared him in the atmosphere. He declared his motivation for him to heal. Sure that in that assignment, you know, in terms of 
you are right now, the altar is open. Confess it before him. I present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, Father, which is my reasonable service. Now fill me, Father. Right where I am, fill me. Fill my mind. Fill my thoughts. There's none of me. And there's all of you. Welcome you back to life, back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter, hallelujah. That's why I don't wanna love 
love nobody, love nobody but you. I really mean it this time. I don't wanna love nobody but you. Jesus. I don't wanna love nobody but you. I don't wanna love nobody, love nobody but you. Let me tell you what it does. write down all your prayer requests and answer prayers. I have the power of a praying wife. I have prayers and promises for healing. I have prayers and promises for women and the power of praying for adult children. Okay, mother, I'll give you this one, the adult children. All right, Pastor. Okay, I don't think I have the grandchildren one. Okay, Pastor, Mother Harriet, the prayer journal. Okay, um, the wife.
Okay. All right. Now, I tried to give that one to Patty Sherelle, but she wasn't really accepting it. Would you, would you like that one? Uh, for, I can pray for your husband. Okay, you want that one? <laughs> okay, because daily prayer, strength, and then the amazing great prayer and promises for women. Which, which one y'all want? Prayer for strength. Okay. This is daily prayer. All right. Well, ain't that
for this weekend. Amen. Amen. One voice. Hallelujah. One voice for this weekend. So you don't have to, you, you, you are, it's, God has, has strategically placed this in such a way that you don't have to say, well, what did Pastor Mark say or what did Pastor Law say? I promise you, as you begin to hear me teach this lesson, you are going to hear many of the same things that the man of God has already said. And I'm all right with that because it's not my word. Amen. I'm all right with that. Amen. Because I didn't write the Bible. Hallelujah. I was just as Pastor Mark was. I was a willing vessel. Amen. Who heard and wrote down what God said to write down. Amen. And so as we begin to move in this, uh, into this assignment, uh, the season of the informative word of God, the first place that God took me was Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Right. Amen. Verse 1. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And so as I begin to look at this particular text, the first thing that God had me to bring out was to everything. And and to everything, when I began to look at the definition of everything, it lets me know that it was all, it's the whole, it's the totality of, um, it is everything, and it's anything. So, so the first thing that God says, to all, there is a season. And, and it's not just things, but it's people. We, we, we all have a season that we have to go through with you. Look at the, the uh, dictionary.com or, or if you're from my age, Webster, uh, it'll, it'll let us know that the seasons and the first thing that uh, book begins to talk about is your spring, summer, fall, and winter and how to watch for those seasons. But as we begin to walk and to move into the things of God, we'll see that those that the season that God is speaking of for us, it is a set or an appointed time. And, and, and that set and that appointed time has a purpose and it has a plan for your life. And so when I, when I look at my season, I say, okay, God, so you said for the totality of there is an appointment. Habakkuk 2. Um, as it begins to lay out, and it's my text for tomorrow, so I'm going to try to stay away from it, amen, that, that even Habakkuk, he says, I'm going to watch to see what you say because of the season. I have to watch. I don't want to change clothes, amen, before that season has arrived. Pastor talked about that. He talked about, so if I'm, if I'm dealing in a winter season, I'm going to look real strange still rocking my crop tops and my booty shorts. I'm, if sundresses and flip-flops are going to look real crazy, they're going to say she doesn't understand her season. And so we as intercessors, we have to stay so in tune with the voice of God. We have to stay so in tune with hearing God's voice that we don't miss our appointed time. Yeah, yeah. This particular text, it goes on, it says, it says a time for every 
purpose. And the purpose, amen, is the reason for which something exists. So, so right there it lets us know that, Mother, all of us have a part to play, amen, in this season of prayer. Uh, it, it, it's not fair, it's not fair that we, that we wait, amen, just for Pastor Black to be the intercessor. Or, or for wait for Sister Shamika, is that your? Kamisha, it's not fair to wait for Sister Kamisha to pray. We all have a part to play as we are walking into this new season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this season of the informative word, the word informed, it really opened, uh, uh, gave me insight to um, how big the part is that we have to play in this. Many times people come to workshops or they go to conferences and they just want to get everything that demanded. They like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me all that you got. Give me. But what the word inform, listen to this, word inform has, has, is a, has a double meaning. First part of the meaning, it says to give or to impart knowledge or fact. That's my part. It is to give or impart knowledge of a fact, my part. It also goes on to say that the word inform means to supply or to arm oneself with the knowledge of a matter. So when we come into settings such as this, when we come into our Bible studies, when we come into any teaching where you have the opportunity to get your questions asked, it is the time that you arm yourself with the knowledge of the fact or the matter that's being presented that day. And today, that matter is prayer. Today, that matter is intercession. Why? Because of the set appointed time. So this is the season of prayer. And so we're going to talk, amen, just that God would do about the eight prayer watches. The eight prayer watches are set times during the day and night where we pray and meditate on God's word and his promise. Let me say that again. The eight prayer watches are set times during the day and night where we pray and meditate on God's word and his promises. See, the thing that's different from our normal prayer, mother, and prayer watches, these are assignments. These are assignments. These have been uh, strategically placed for a purpose. This is why, as, as you heard Pastor talk about uh, two of the prayer watches, they had purpose. Uh, one of them, which is the most diabolical and is, is, and is um, has set to be assigned to those most seasoned, is the witching hour. It, it is the time where most of us are asleep. It is the time where there's the least amount of intercessors at work. It is is the time where we have to deny ourselves sleep 
in order that we can stand and man the gates and possess the land. These prayer watches. I tell my church all the time. I tell the ministers that that God allows me to teach. This is not for the faint of heart. You have to understand. Because once we begin to attack the enemy and his assignments, there's now a target on your back. There's a target on your family. But you can take courage to know that just like the Bible tells us in Matthew 6 and 33, that if we would seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, what does he tell us? That everything else. He's gonna be he's gonna take if I take care of God's work, he's gonna take care of mine. So so I don't I don't want you to be leery, I don't want you to be afraid, amen, of of this of this time of prayer because God is gonna take care of your business when you take care of his business. The watches. He it also goes on to say, with the start of each watch. Bring different matters to pray into. And with certain hours of the day, different gates are being opened in the spiritual realm. Different gates are being opened in the spiritual realm. I love it. I love it. The word gate, it is a movable barrier, usually on a hinge. Closing and opening in a fence or wall or other enclosure. That's 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 what dictionary.com uh, talks about a gate. But when I look at at gates uh, in the Bible, Amen. It is a place of entry and exit. It, it is a gate that is not properly manned, Amen. The enemy can infiltrate, yes. which is why it was so. It was so awesome and so um, like God when you look in the book of Nehemiah and how when they were building, uh, rebuilding the city, Nehemiah had men, amen, that were set and watched. Pastor talked about the ones that set high, but there were some who were set low near the gate so that if the enemy happened to bypass the one who missed the 12 o'clock prayer, who missed the three o'clock prayer? There was some that he had laid in wait. Because the enemy tends to think that we can only come one way. He he seems to think that we only know one way to get God's attention. He he doesn't know that just, just as the glory cloud moves with the children of Israel, we move when God says move. We stand still when God says stand still. And, and, and so when we are operating and we're watching in this gate, that we uh, uh, continue to allow ourselves to cover every entry point. We, we cover every area in order that we not get caught by the snares of the enemy. Woo! We have come to possess, somebody say, possess the gate. We have come to possess the gate. Understanding these prayer watches, my Lord, this is the time that he says, during this specific time, 
that we pray to bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Psalm 119 and 48 tells us like this. My eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate on your word. My eyes are awake. I am alert. Amen. I'm in tune. I didn't just roll out of bed. I was prepared for this the same way I prepared to go to my nine to five. Amen. It is the same way that I prepared to go into my closet. It is the same way that I prepared to go to the throne of grace. I'm not giving God a lazy prayer. I'm not giving him a mumble and a, a, a gurgle the same way me being a psalmist, amen, on Sunday morning, I have to prepare my instrument to see. And so I just can't roll out of bed, amen, and think that I'm going to give God glory. I'm, I'm going to sound like a, a man. I'm going to sound like a frog. I'm going to sound like all, all these other things. I have to get up and I have to get my instrument, our instrument. Yeah. We have to have our instrument ready to go, because if we enter and we're not ready, you could have a sons of Cephas experience. Not being ready could cause you to leave wounded and naked. Not not being ready, amen, could cause havoc on your family, on your finances, amen, because the enemy didn't come to play with us. He, he doesn't care about your children. He doesn't care about your marriage. His assignment has never changed. To steal, kill, and to destroy. Hmm. And so my eyes are awake through the night watches, that I may meditate on your word. There are eight prayer watches, um, and I, I, run through, I run through all eight. Uh, the first watch is going to be your 6 p.m. to 8.59 p.m. That is the first watch. The second watch is going to be 9 p.m., through 1.50, I'm sorry, 9 p.m. to 11.59 p.m. is going to be our second watch. Your third watch is 12 a.m. to 2.59 a.m. The fourth watch is 3 a.m. to 5.59 a.m. This watch, so those are the four watches of the night. The four watches of the day will be your 6 a.m. to 8.59 a.m. I love that one. Amen. A watch number six is going to be 9 a.m. to 11.59 a.m. The seventh watch is going to be your 12 p.m. to 2.59 a.m. I'm sorry, 2.59 p.m. for the seventh watch, 12 p.m. to 2.59 p.m. And your eighth watch will be 3 p.m. to 5.59 p.m. 
the evening, the eve, the first evening watch, the one I'm going to uh, just give just a little bit of of information on is your 6 p.m. to 8.59 p.m. watch. This evening is the foundation of the night and the beginning of the watches. Watch this. People involved in the extent of cult activity begin their activity at midnight. But how God has strategically planned the watches, he set us in place before the activity begins. Before the activity begins. Uh, listen to this. If we pray strategically, which is why this assignment is so important, if we pray strategically during this watch with the hope, with the leading of the Holy Spirit, we can prevent the kingdom of darkness from releasing curses on the new day. So you can stop the enemy. The Bible lets us know that we can tread upon purpose. The Bible lets us know that when we speak these things, amen, they can come to pass. When we pray the informative word of God, when you when you arm yourself in prayer, when you arm yourself in Bible study, when you arm yourself with fasting, you can enter into this watch ready to cancel the assignment of the enemy, to call crop failure on what the enemy thought that he was going to do to you, Pastor. You can call crop failure. And, and so, and so now when we're looking at this, 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 this is a, this is a place where we have to take up a strong posture and stand. We have to go into this with confidence, knowing that God will never leave me nor forsake me as I go into the enemy's camp. Ah, this watch, this watch. For many, will begin as a time of quiet reflection. Jesus used this watch, Amen. In Matthew fourteen, uh, Matthew fourteen. Let, let's go there really quick. Matthew chapter fourteen, beginning at verse fifteen. Matthew 14, beginning at verse 15. It says it just like this. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said to them, bring them here to me. Verse 19, then he commanded the multitude to sit on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, oh, I love it when Jesus looks to heaven. He looked to heaven, he blessed and he broke and he gave the loaves to the disciples. And the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled. They took up 12 baskets full of fragments 
that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. Watch this. And immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. The reflection. There are times, amen, when we can be in such a place of an assignment of God. We have to learn, Pastor. We have to learn, intercessors, to steal away and to spend that time of God in order for a moment of refreshing, a moment of a time of reflecting, amen, what the day has brought about. we, We can't get so caught up in the miracle because God is going to do things all the time that are going to blow our mind. Amen. But what we have to do as mama, as we take a moment and celebrate what God has done, we have to restore these vessels. Amen. In order to be able to take on the next assignment. It's important that we take this time. We can't always give out, give out, because people will, will pull and pull and pull and pull. But if you don't take the time to get into a place alone, send the disciples away. Send the multitude away and get into a place where you can hear God for the next assignment. have a man or a woman of God that stands before you and they have not had a moment to do a refill. They haven't had the moment. Amen. Because of the phone call. Hallelujah. They haven't had a moment for being stopped. Amen. In the street. They haven't had a moment for meetings. They haven't had a moment for their own family obligations. And then when God has a next assignment for them, such as about to deal with Peter walking on the water, about to come to them, and still have to, what if he hadn't taken the time? What if we hadn't taken the time? We can't experience the water walking moment because we have not been filled afresh. And so in this walk, amen, we have to understand that there must be a time of reflection. The next thing that happens in this watch is that Jesus healed during this time, according to Mark 1 and 32. This watch is usually for those who have a strong apostolic calling and anointing to break strongholds and walls. This watch is for seasoned Christians who are determined to do the mighty things of God with boldness and with confidence. I have to do it with boldness. This is a time daily that I renew my covenant with God on what he told me when he called me to this office, what he told me when he called me as his his child. This is the time that I renew that daily. Give me this day my daily bread. Father, what is it that you would desire for me to do today? Because it's not going to be what you did yesterday. 
that there's a new, hallelujah, new mercy, new grace that he called for this. Oh, my goodness. Let's, let's move on. He, he, he's showing us the newness in what he has called. There are prayers, amen, that we pray during this watch, the first watch of the night. There are prayers that we prayed and decrees that we make over our children. Ah, there are decrees, amen, that we make over, over our families. There, there, there are, are blessings, amen, that, that will be released for our churches, our communities, our cities, and our nations. I was listening, amen, uh, talking about the voting. Do, do we understand that those who possess the gate, amen, make the rules? Right. Those who possess the gate, amen, uh, uh, have the, the stronghold, amen, to what happens next, amen. The pastor talked about it with the, with the budgeting, with the, with the law, amen. So if we have positioned ourselves, I understand what, what man has said. But we know that God is able to do all things but fail. His, his word is true. And so when I'm, when I'm looking at uh, uh, what he has called for us to do as it relates to our children ah, and possessing the gate, Genesis chapter 22, verse 16, this is when God was dealing with uh, Abraham. He said, uh, by myself I have sworn... This is the Lord's declaration. Because you have done this thing and not withheld your only son, I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your offspring will possess the city gates of their enemies and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. That when we when we position ourselves in such a way to hear God, amen, in spite of what it looks like you have to go through, you can possess the land. Yeah. Listen to what he tells Rebecca in Genesis chapter 24, verse 60. It says they bless Rebecca saying to her, our sister, may you become thousands upon 10,000 and may your offspring possess the city gates of their enemies. All possession is a mighty thing. All possession is a, is a great thing. Hallelujah. When you are operating and you're moving according to the word of God, when you possess a thing, you have ownership. You you are are now the the, the head of. Amen. You can now uh, make the the laws. You can make the mandates. Amen. You can make the calling when you operate. We know what Rebecca went through. Yeah. We know how 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 she was being dealt with because she was buried. We we know the things that she had to deal with, and though her husband loved her. Amen. There was a place in her that couldn't be filled by man. Right. But 
when God releases the blessing, it comes, amen, with ownership. When God releases the blessing, it comes with anointing. It comes with power. When God releases, my Lord, when God releases, it doesn't come with strength. You know when man give us something past, they come with, with strength. We, 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 we know about some of those backdoor uh, conversations that they have in, in Congress. And you know if you do this for me, now if you vote this way, you know when it's time for you to do this, then I'll vote that way. If you say this on my behalf, then I'll do this on your behalf, but when you decide because of your heart that you no longer want to say those things, then you got to deal with the backlash. You you got to deal with the uh, with those uh, 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 snickers and sneers. Uh, you you got to deal with them putting your business out on Front Street. But when we are moving in the things of God, listen, listen uh, one, one, other, one other scripture, listen to this. Um, when God was talking to, Christ was talking to Peter, still talking about uh, possession and, and, and the gates in this, in this season. He tells Peter in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, he said, here is what I tell you, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, here is what I tell you, you are Peter, amen, and on this rock, uh-huh, on this rock, I will build my church, mm-hmm. and the gates of hell shall not, I love it, one of the versions I read, it said it won't be strong enough. Wow. To destroy. Yeah. Intercessors. When you're dealing in the strength of God, yeah. the enemy is not strong enough. My God. Oh, but, but Pastor, you 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 just don't know. It doesn't feel like God hurt. It doesn't matter what it feels like to you. Doesn't matter when we're dealing with the written word of God, when we declare it with confirmation, knowing that God said it, it doesn't matter if I, it doesn't change the power of the word. Right. Right. Because God is a keeper. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. He, he, he keeps his word. Amen. That in such a way, I'm reminded, I'm reminded. Of the man, amen, the water's just running. I'm reminded of the man, Pastor, look at that top, in the top of that bag. The, the man who, 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 was, who was paralyzed and his brothers, his friends, amen, those that were round about him uh, heard that Jesus was in town teaching the word. And they took this man. And there were so many people pressing against the door uh, to hear God's teaching. They didn't want him to miss his blessing. They didn't want him to miss. They were so confident that God was able to do what needed to be done. The Bible says that they climbed on top of the house, ripped the roof off, and let the man in right in the middle of Bible study. Can you imagine? You are so in tune with hearing what Christ is saying. You have 
situation, your need, your purpose, and you start seeing plaster fall from the ceiling. You start seeing uh, a, a, a cot coming from the roof. You're not understanding what is going on, but to watch the Lord and Savior not to be startled, not to be caught off guard, uh, to watch this man be let down. To understand, amen, that it, the word didn't change because this man didn't want to heal it. Because sometimes when we're not strong enough to believe for the breakthrough, God will position you, hallelujah, with people around you, hallelujah, that will go before the kingdom on your behalf. All I can do is lay there, Pastor. All I can do is lay there. I, I'm so burdened. I'm so I'm so heavy. Hallelujah. I can bet the, the depression has paralyzed me to where I can't even make it in. But God has sisters. And he has brothers around me. Amen. That see my pain. And when I can call on my help. Amen. They know how to go on my behalf. And so now I find myself, hallelujah, in the midst, hallelujah, of where I need to be to get my deliverance. And the Bible tells that the Lord told this man to take up your bed and walk. Take up that thing that held you. Take up that thing that was a crutch to you. Take up that thing that caused you to be complacent. What did some of the scriptures say? They rolled it up. Put it under his arm. I love it. Just like the man at the gate called Beautiful. He took it up. And he let celebrate. He took it up, and he went into the very place where he sat in bed. He didn't have strength to get into the house. But once he was freed from bondage, once he was freed from that iniquity, he could go in and celebrate. See, this is what happens when we possess the day. When we understand, amen, that it's bigger than just me and you. Hallelujah. That we don't know where God is going to call your help. You don't know if they're going to meet you at a Starbucks. We don't know if it's going to be your new co-worker. We don't know if it's going to be your husband or your wife. I don't know what say. Thank you, God. But I know. Then if I just get in God's presence, yeah. ah, then everything is going to be all right. All right. If I know, inspire. Inspire. My shortcomings. Inspire. What I feel right now, I know that there's going to be a change in my life. Oh, intercessors, the work. Huh. The Bible talks about the harvest being great, but the laborers being few. He said, call on the Lord of the harvest. 
motive. Call, speak his word back to him. Say what he has said about us. You don't have to reinvent the wheel because it is his word. He said, I sent to heal all. It is his word. It is his word. It is his, it is his word that he sent to heal. Hallelujah. Our diseases, my Lord, my Lord, praying, praying for our children. Mm. It is this time, amen, this prayer watch with the Holy Spirit came from heaven and filled the believers with the same spirit of God. And they began to speak in other languages and acts. Chapter 2, amen. Remember, they, be, they were in this room, and there was a sound. Hallelujah. There was a sound that they all heard, and the sound filled the room. And as the sound began to fill the room, the Holy Spirit began to fill them in such a way that the standby, the nightmare, the lost, the looky-loos was like, who is these men that I can hear them in my language? See, the awesome thing, oh, my Lord, the awesome thing about God is that he will speak your language to get your attention. See, I, I might can't speak, watch this, I might can't speak the language of an ex, of an alcoholic. But God can speak the language. I might can't speak the language of a homemonger. But God can speak yeah. the language. Yeah. And just because I can't speak the language negates me from the assignment of going to them and sharing the word of God. But when I have submitted myself and humbled myself under the mighty hand of God, he'll allow me to speak, hallelujah, in such a way that they'll think that I used to be a drunk. They'll think that I used to be a prostitute. They'll think that I used to be a liar and a cheat. But the ultimate goal is that they hear the voice of God and yield themselves to him in order that they might receive their deliverance. Ah, when you yield yourself to the voice of God, he'll speak in such a way that they'll think you're drunk. Come here, Hannah. The Bible declares that Hannah was being tormented and her spirit was vexed by Peniah. The Bible declares that every time they went up to pray, Hannah was so, she was so bogged down. Amen. She couldn't even get in God's presence. Every, every time she tried, they say year after year, she would go up with no changes. What I love about Hannah is that she didn't give up. What this Hannah heard? A word from God. Yeah. And she shifted her petition. The Bible says that this time, she went to the temple. This time, she began to pray with a sorrowful heart. She began to pray. So her prayer was so intense that she couldn't even form words. The, the Bible says that the priest looked at her. He thought she was drunk. He thought, I told you they're going to think you're drunk sometimes. When you are really petitioning God and when you really got ugly for him, they're going to think something is wrong with you. But it is that 
Your maidservant is not drunk, yeah. but I'm a sorrowful of heart. This is, this is what a real pastor would do. He said, baby, whatever you're asking God for, uh-huh, whatever you're believing him for right now, uh, he's done it for you. Hallelujah. Whatever you're trusting, whatever you came this far to get, amen, I'll let you know that your trip was not in vain. Hallelujah. Whatever you had to sacrifice, whatever you had to endure, whatever you had to go through, this is your season of the informative word. This is your season of the informative word. This season. Last thing. During this first prayer watch, as we pray, we are to wait for the Holy Spirit to renew us with a full and fresh anointing of his spirit each morning. Pray that the Holy Spirit will anoint you with the power to speak the truth of God's word and that the light of Jesus will shine through you that the world would see and glorify God. It wasn't until Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit from God the Father that he began to do ministry. This is in Matthew 4, when Jesus was driven into the wilderness to be tempted of the, be driven into the wilderness, watch this, by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the enemy. He allowed the enemy to say, but he kept repeating back the word, and it is written. He allowed the enemy to take him a little higher, but he kept repeating what the word of God said. The enemy would try to show him, if, this, if you be the son of God, turn these stones to bread. If you be the son of God, throw yourself down. If you be the son of God and you want, you want to have all the kingdoms and the this and the that, bow down and worship me. He would keep saying, it is written. It is written. It is written that man doesn't live by prayer alone. It is written that we should love the Lord our God. It's written that we should serve no other God before him. It is written. It is written. It is written. And then when he got tired of listening to the enemy and his foolishness, he told him, away with you. Away with you. Pastor, I, I love it. I love it sometimes. And we, we as people, and we're, we're petitioning God. I've been in, been in situations where we're praying and, and we're praying and, 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 and folks are foaming at the mouth and shaking it and doing all this stuff. But, but he, here's the thing. When Jesus dealt with the enemy, all he did was tell him the word. He just told him to get away. He spoke, amen, with the authority of God and told him to go. And because just as our bodies have to respond to the word of God, so does the enemy have to respond to the word of God. So we don't have to be afraid. The Bible says the enemy is like a roaring lion, but he's not. 
Our daddy is the lion of Judah. Yeah. He's the lion of the... If the enemy has no more power than you give him, he has no more authority than you allow him to have in your life. I, I'm not saying everything is going to be easy. Not saying that everything is going to be perfect. Not saying that everything is going to always look the way that you think it should look. But I do know that God lets us know in his words that all things work together for our good. That's the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the known things, the unknown things, the seen. The, uh, they are working for our good for those that love the Lord and those that are called according to his purpose. And when I understand that, I can enter into this watch with confidence. I, I can enter into this watch knowing that no matter what it looks like to the natural eye, that God is going to turn it around for my good. I believe it for my sisters. I believe it for my brothers. I, I was sharing with Pastor Black how important prayer has become to me and my family. My, my, my family as a whole, my mom, my dad, my sister, uh, aunts and uncles from all over, from Georgia to New York to Virginia to North Carolina, we, Louisiana, we come on the prayer, uh, we created a prayer line February 10th, 2013. We just celebrated 10 years. Every Sunday night at 7 p.m., we come together and pray. This prayer was birthed out of a fast that our bishop submitted to our, our church. And he said in this year that we, we, we want your families to pray together more. So I was thinking it was my husband, my children, and we were going to be ready and we were going to do. But, Pastor, on day one, of the fast, as soon as my feet hit the floor, I never forget it. As soon as my feet hit the floor, the Lord said to me, the family that prayed. And he began to bring faces of family members that were not in my house, that did not live up the street. Some of these family members, Pastor, I only talk to at Christmas. No love lost with the families. They just, I just see them at Christmas. I see them at family reunions. And he said, Call them, and I said, Pastor, I, don't even, I said, Lord, I don't even have the phone number for some of these people, but he told me to call them to pray, and so I had to get on Facebook, I had to get on Instagram, I had to find their children, like, can I get your mama phone number, <laughs> can I get and I began to call them, and everyone I asked as I shared the vision that God had given me, they all said, yes, yes. Yes, we need it. Yes, we need it. And February, we started our fast February 1st, February 10th. Our family began to pray. Second level of the prayer. I took it from that pastor, and I had the Lord had me to involve my immediate family, my husband, my children, my grandchildren. My oldest grandchild is 13. The baby is 2. In between that is a three-year-old and two eight-year-olds. They all pray. We pray every day at 4 o'clock. When I tell you, the two-year-old will get on the line and just say amen. That's fine. Because the Bible says to train them up in the way that they should go. 
I don't come behind and re-pray after she has said what the Lord. We we have a prayer rotation. Today is Emory's time. She's three. Today is, is um, April's time. She's eight. Today is Kamaya's time. I love Kamaya. Kamaya is my twin. If you've ever seen me on, because I, I also sell jewelry, if you've ever seen me on any of my jewelry shows, you always see Kamaya with me. We've been doing this for about three, three, almost four years. Kamaya started out very shy. She wanted to just stick her head in the camera, let people see her back out. And I'll say, say hello. She wouldn't say nothing. Tell the people hi, they're speaking to you. She wouldn't say anything. So fast forward three years when we start this prayer line, I'm telling Kamaya that we want her, she go, she's going to have to pray on the prayer line. She's like, I don't know what to say. I can't do it. And I was like, baby, you got to pray. So I would tell her she's going to pray. She wouldn't do it. The next day, Kamaya, you got to pray with me. No, she can't do it. Then she says to me, will you write it down for me? I said, absolutely. And so I wrote down just two lines. And when it was her turn, she read her two lines. On her next time to pray, she read her two lines. When it was time for her third time, she said, I don't need my paper this time. I don't need my paper this time, Nana. I don't need my paper this time, Nana. Because now she took the written word, Pastor and has now yielded herself to say what she hears. Don't tell me it's too late to start a prayer band. Don't tell me it's too late to start a prayer line. As long as there's breath in your body. As long as God is still giving you breath in your lungs, you have a right to pray. I'll close with this. As Paul began to share, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers, I urge you, I plead you, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice. Because this walk takes a sacrifice. It takes, it takes denying sleep. It takes denying food, amen. It takes denying some social activity, some things you can't be a part of. I beseech you to present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. I love this part. It says your reasonable service. But let's listen. I like looking up words. So that reasonable service simply means it's the least. The smallest thing that I can do. So family, I love you. I'm so I'm so excited about what God is gonna do with Greater St. Stephen's and their intercessory prayer team. Amen. Sis, I'll be praying for you. Amen for your work. Amen. We'll be praying for you. Amen for your diligence because even if no one else shows up, we are praying that God would continue to strengthen you to show up. I love you with the love of the Lord, Pastor Black. One, I turn it back over to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
glory, glory, glory to your name, God. Man, well, come on, let's put your hands together. Hallelujah. God bless you. Uh, we are so honored that you all came. It's, we said 2 o'clock. We've got five minutes. I want to be a woman of my word. I don't want to keep you any longer, but thank you for coming, and thank you for calling in. Uh, let me finish my announcements, and then you can sing us out, okay? Um, just want to say, I know that Elder Bruce Mitchell is on the line from California. When I told Elder Mitchell that I was, we were doing this prayer clinic, I told him, I said, I have a, a theme, you know, but I, 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 need, a, I need a pal with it. I just, because we always use the same thing, Watchmen on the Wall. I said, I need a pal with it. What is God saying to you in this season? And these are the two things he told me. He told me these two things. He, this is what I hear God saying that the intercessors, he's an intercessor of, of intercessors. If he could have been here, he would have been here. Um, and so I want to thank Elder Mitchell for helping us with this prayer clinic on today. Amen. Because we have been blessed to hear the word from Pastor Mark Jackson and from Pastor Pamela. What a long time word. It has been wonderful. Uh, for those of you that are in Portland, um, you can join us tomorrow um, at 10 a.m. at New Hope Mission of Baptist Church. 3725 North Ganton by and I will be preaching in the morning at 10 a.m. And then at 1 o'clock, Pastor Law will be preaching. Amen. So you don't want to miss, amen, what the woman of God has to say to us. And we're carrying out the theme. We're not going to stop because this is the time, the season that we're living in. It's a time for prayer. And so please join us tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. at New Hope and then again at 1 o'clock. Tell somebody, invite somebody. Um, we, we'll be live on all kind of Facebooks and all kind of blog talks, so you won't miss it wherever you are. Thank you to all of those that have joined us on Pastor Laws Heard Live. Thank you for joining us. Hope and pray that we've all been blessed. Amen. Amen. We're going to, Sister Yolanda is going to give us you know, one minute, and then we're going to have our closing prayer. Have Pastor Sherelle to give us our closing prayer of benediction and then we're going to go home. Amen. Amen. Please pray for the Bradley, Manyweather, Robinson, and Steele family. Um, they lost their brother, Bud, uh, Sr., this morning about 3.30. So we want to continue to pray for them, keep them lifted up in prayer. Now, where I'm going as soon as I leave here is to spend a few minutes with them and then uh, whatever else the Lord has for us to do today. Amen. 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 So see you Thank you, Lord. The songs that I'm on her and my spirit is heard this week, and I've been seeing it ever since I heard it again. God, it's just amazing. Thank you. So even in the spirit, I'm going to say, God, be my Lord. Yes, Give me you. Oh, Everything I can wear. Lord, give me you. A hope and nothing. Lord, give me up. Yes, Lord. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me up. Lord, give me you. Yes, Lord.
Thank you. 